Well, howdy, Soraya. Well, howdy, partner. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Just sitting here watching the sunset like all good cowboys. Me too. Hey, so I decided to get out my old Stetson hat that my stepfather gave me many, many years ago. This thing is legit, I got to tell you. But uh, uh, we're doing Danny and Dusty today, which was a project from Dan Stewart of Green on Red and Steve Wynn from the Dream Syndicate, of course. And I, I saw a couple cowboy hats on on some of the pictures of Danny and Dusty. So I had to dust mine off and put it on. I don't know if my camera is big enough to show the whole the whole hat, but <laughs> and uh, we got a guest today that's joining us to talk about Danny and Dusty. You want to tell our listeners about our guest today? The very welcome and always special and amazing Ronnie Barnett. Yes, I miss that guy. Ah, uh, me too. And I can't wait to sit and dig through Danny and Dusty with him. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. I say we get started. Let's do it. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tune. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agroviar. Let's get groovy. All right, let, let him in. Open the door. Let him in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hang on. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. I see a hand. Hang on. I know it takes me a second. There we go. <laughs> nice, Jeff. <laughs> I saw the hand. The man. The man. Yeah. The myth. Damn it. I got to find my hat. My cowboy hat's up in the attic. <laughs> I hang mine on my wall. It's usually behind me, up up there in a wall. Up. What sort Damn of accent are you, Ronnie? No, I I have one. It was given to me by Michael Lee Smith from Stars. I swear to God. What? Anyway, I know you've gone blank. Whoa. <laughs> yes, the rock band Stars from the seventies. It's it's my. I'll send you the photo of us after we're done. Oh, Him dang. presenting me with a hat. Yeah. That That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other. I'm trying to get my lighting together here. This is not good. You know, Jeff, I think Ronnie just gave us a great idea. We have to have just one po podcast where we ask Ronnie, what's, uh, what memorabilia do you want to talk about today? And he I know, I know. I've through his collection, I swear. Yeah. We need an archivist. We I've, need gathered, I've gathered a lot of stories over the years. Yeah, it's, it's I'm it's telling amazing. you. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, and we can do categories. What's the weirdest thing you got? Where was the weirdest thing you got? You know, things like that. Yeah, and I highly recommend Ronnie Barnett's Boom Boom Room that he does with Stephen Schnee. Yes. That, that is a lot of fun. You can see a lot of the stuff that Ronnie's procured over the years. Some strange, yes. some cool, some expected, some not expected <laughs> at all. Thanks for noticing, Jeff. I try to mix it up. I try to, uh, you know. I try not to hit with just heavy item after heavy item. You know, you mix it up a little bit, like you say. I'm, I'm glad somebody noticed. There is definitely. Are we on the? Are we on the air? Are we? Are we officially on the We're air? We're recording, here? but you know, Jeff has a full. No, it's okay. Power. I haven't said anything. Uh, I haven't said anything bad yet. I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> I'm now situated, you guys. <laughs> but uh, very important is that Ronnie got some pretty damn cool guitar picks the other day. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, in fact, I have them right here. That's pretty badass. Yeah, not everybody Jeff. is immortalized on guitar pick. Jeff's not on face. Oh, look at that. See, Jeff, Jeff's been taken care of already, of course. It's all, nice. it's all about who you know. Yep. Our, our buddy Frank, he's a he's much too kind and that's super uh, sweet. Takes great care of me and Jeff and everybody. Probably you, Soraya. Who knows? Yeah. So Frank's he's one of the nicest guys in the business. Absolutely. Super nice. Yeah. And we've had him on the show before. <laughs> Frank from the JFJ Conspiracy put those little picks together. Who made the design originally of you as Paul? Uh, uh, my friend Todd Alcott. Uh, okay. Todd is a Todd is a genius in his own right. He, uh, in, a, in addition to graphic design, um, uh, which most recently he did like this big hardbound "They Might Be Giants" book that's only available through their uh, fan club. And oh, wow. um, but but he's had an amazing career. He's been like a comedian, a, a screenwriter. Uh, uh, he's one of the screenwriters on that that movie Ants with his D. Uh -huh. If you remember that kids oh, yeah. movie, yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Todd Alcott, he's he's done it all, but he he created that, and uh, I remember writing him and thanking him, and uh, he's like, you know, I've I've done I've done birthday uh, things. So that was a birthday gift. Yeah, it was a greeting gift. I mean, I was blown away when I saw it, and then he made me a lithograph. I have a framed lithograph of it now, and then our buddy Frank, I have a uh, because of him, I have a belt buckle. Um, Another friend of mine, John from NRBQ, and his father have made buttons, uh, which I got to get to you guys. Um, yeah, That's so. so awesome. <laughs> as, as Julie would say, enough already. No, no, I, I'm not saying that, but Julie, yeah. How can yeah. you not? Julie's my, my fiance, by the way, for anybody who might be listening. I'm just waiting for the panties <laughs> with that design. There's got to be some panties. Ooh, panties. <laughs> <laughs> or, or boxers. And Frank did a good job getting the purple pick. Yeah. Yes. No, it, you know, it could go in anything. It's a kiss item. It could go in any item, you know? <laughs> yeah. Color form. You're becoming Gene, man. You're going to have yourself just marketed <laughs> on different things. Yeah, too bad there's only two people that would uh, actually buy it. But Get your own Ronnie Barnett Chones. <laughs> All for you. Yeah. And I think... Me and that, Jeff. I think that Frank said that uh, he had to go with purple because that's Paul's color, but that's not your exactly. your, your thickness of picks. So it was either yeah. your thickness or the correct color. So you know, he, he did the right thing. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, let's face it, I'm retired now, so uh, as a musician, so you know, <laughs> I go for looks good. more than a. I'll tell you what, though, that purple, they're, they're they don't get they're very uh, it's a it's a hard pick. As we say in the business, yeah, that it's thick. You can feel it, Jeff. No give to that thing. Yeah, nah, yeah. It's a, no, it is a thick pick. <laughs> it's a thick pick. <laughs> yeah, look at that. You can even tell on a Zoom. Yeah, exactly. By the way, I'm waiting for a Zoom call where we get like one of those people masturbating, breaking in. You know, has that ever happened to you guys? I, I, well, you hear about yet. that? I've never seen it. Yeah. Hasn't happened yet. It's happened to my colleagues, though. Oh, it has? Where they were lecturing, and some guy just starts drawing. There's a virtual whiteboard, and some guy just started drawing penises. <laughs> so. I think Zoom has, like, cracked down a lot. I think they've got a handle on it a little better than they did. Yeah, we've so. yet to have that. But uh, anything could happen on Paisley Stage, Raspberry, and Rhyme. You never know. That's right. <laughs> oh, Maybe today. God. So. 
Jeff, we've got Ronnie for a limited amount of time. Yes, we do. So let's, let's hop on into it. Yeah, so we wanted to talk about this project. Um, this I'm hol holding up The Lost Weekend by Danny and Dusty. But I, I have mine too. Um, oh, wait, that's not it. Oh, <laughs> I remember oh! that. <laughs> Hang on. That's right. Here we go. Here we go, Jeff. See, I got mine too. Yes. Oh, so I was going to ask. Yours does have the... So I guess this hype sticker, there's a hype sticker on it says featuring members of the Dream Syndicate, the Long Riders and Green on Red. And I was wondering if somebody just stuck my hype sticker where it doesn't Do you belong. not have a promo stamp on the back? I do. Okay, there you go. It's, so, a, prom it's a promo as, as, as maybe the majority of copies are. Yeah, probably. Yep. So Danny uh, and Dusty is something I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. Um, it's primarily Dan Stewart of Green on Red and S Steve Wynn of the Dream Syndicate. And um, I found this little blurb. It's pretty old because at the end of the little blurb, it re references their MySpace page. <laughs> um, <laughs> Steve wrote this about Danny and Dusty. He said, the mix of Steve Wynn and Dan Stewart of Green on Red fame looked good on paper and worked out even better in reality. Together, they wrote two handful of songs, recorded them on a weekend. Steve later jokes that it was not actually a weekend, but a Saturday. And together with a number of Paisley Underground notables, Sid Griffin, uh, Stephen McCarthy, Tom Stevens of the Long Riders, Chris Kakavez, also of Green on Red, and Dennis Duck of Dream Syndicate. And the duets of Wynn and Stewart makes perfect sense, and the raw sound of the record perfectly matched the songs. A classic record. I would agree. Can we say that's a true supergroup, by the way? Oh, I mean, absolutely. come on. Two, two, two Green on Reds, two Dream Syndicates, three, three quarters of the Long Riders. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, two studio albums and a live album. And you hipped me to the live album, which I wasn't even aware of, Ronnie. Yeah, I have that here. I can hold it up uh, when we get to it or yeah yeah or now yeah, i got everything but, handy yeah it's weird to, it's weird to say there's three albums because you know most people don't know there was a second one because it came out uh what no four or something seven um, yeah oh seven yeah in german and only in germany so um you know even i i, I didn't know about it at first it took me i think i just read about it in passing somewhere i didn't know about it at the time so yeah I, I don't think I discovered till like eight or nine years later that second album, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. The so first one I grabbed right away, The Lost Weekend, which came out in 1985 on A&M Records. That one I found right away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, this is their hope. Lost Weekend is their high profile. I mean, this is, this is Danny. This is, this is Danny and Dusty. I mean, you can tell it's like guys hung out. They, they were friends. They, they went. I mean, yeah, they, I'm sure they did do this in one day. I, I see it was recorded at the Control Center, which is a studio um, uh, in Koreatown. And it, it's a very small, it's probably not there anymore, but it was behind a building. We actually did some overdubs there in the muffs. And um, yeah, it's just a small little studio that um, sounded great. And, um, you know, if you, if you listen to this thing, it sounds live. I mean, uh, yeah. I, yeah, later on in, uh, on that website that, Steve has, which is Steve Wynn's, uh, I think stevewynn.com or stevewynn.net. Um, it says that the last weekend was not actually recorded in a weekend. No, after approximately 32 hours from sundown on Friday to last call on Saturday night, 
we decided to take all of Sunday off to nurse our hangovers and calmly bask in the glory of our frantic, wild session. A weekend? We don't need no stinking weekend. So they did it <laughs> 32 hours, allegedly. So, Yeah, I, I didn't live here then, so I don't know if... I'm guessing there were gigs before this record. Um, yeah, I um, think I did read that too, that... Um, that there were a few, I don't think many, because it says also um, that um, that they had a, a few a few gigs and there are some tapes floating around from some of those live gigs, but I don't think it was much. I have um, one of them uh, from the music machine uh, somewhere that sounds really good, and um, it's it's it's. It's kind of like, they, they kind of do it like a review at the beginning, like Sid Griffin does this big spoken intro and introduces Danny and Dusty, you know, and, and they come on stage, you can hear like the crowd, you know, they're probably taking bows and waving. This is why they imagine, <laughs> nice. waving, taking bows, uh, you know, and then they, they, they go right into uh, the first song, The Word Is Out. So nice. it was a fun, good live act, I can tell you. I, I, gotta, uh, I will dig up that uh, live show. And who produced this record? Oh, Paul B. Cutler. Paul Cutler, yeah. Of uh, 45 Grave and eventually Dream Syndicate. Not at this point, he wasn't in the band in Dream Syndicate, but... Yeah, it probably would have been right right there, right before, though. Yeah. I yeah, love... obviously Paul was a friend. I mean, Paul, in addition to those bands, I think he ran sound at a... I might be wrong on this. I, I think he did sound at Raji's. Um so obviously they all met and uh, that's another subject, but Paul B. Cutler in the Dream Syndicate was a, was a fine replacement uh, for Carl. Yeah. But I'm getting off topic, aren't I? Um. <laughs> it, it's related. It's all related. Yeah. So yeah. before we get into our picks, we each picked a couple songs. I want to say something I think might be a little controversial for our listeners, at least some of them, because... Soraya, when we first started this podcast, we were trying to find out more about the Paisley Underground and what it was, what it is. And then we learned, so we learned it was a group of uh, friends that got together, musicians in the 80s that were influenced by bands in the 60s. They had friendships, they played together, they played on each other's records. That's basically what the Paisley Underground was. And then we learned that Michael Quercio used that term that he had heard from Lena's band, right, peer group, and then applied that to, at the time, Salvation Army, um, Dream Syndicate, and the Bangs. The Bangs became the Bangles. Salvation Army became, as we know, the Three O'Clock, and then Rain Parade ended up joining in that little circle. And not too long after that, I got this record, The Lost Weekend, and I saw that there was members of Green on Red and the Long Riders. So for me, ever ingrained in my brain, the Paisley Underground is not only those four bands, but also for me, the Long Riders and Green on Red. And I'm not the expert. I'm not the one who named that group. But mm -hmm. for me, the, the Paisley Underground will always be those six bands. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I like what Stephen Roback uh, said when he was on your, your, your show before, how he called some bands Paisley adjacent. Right. I mean, you know, Paisley Underground is a label, right? I mean, these bands formed organically. They found each other. They played gigs together. They became friends. And then some, you know, and then Lena came up with the term and Michael said it in an interview and then it becomes a a whole thing. But, uh, you know, just, there was just something in the in the air that time where just there were 
there were bands that had similar influences, but that you know, none of those, none of these bands sound the same, no. you know? No. So, no. so, you know, it was just a good, it was just a good scene that got a real snappy handle. Right. And, uh, yeah. you know, we're still, we're still fans and talking about it. So yeah. And a young journalist put it in print. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no. And it, it's so catchy. It's such a great phrase that it just, you know, but it, and it, it can't sorry. encapsulates, you know, a moment in time in the eighties perfectly. But what yeah. I was going to add is, you know, Sid Griffin says it himself in the chapter that he wrote in John Doe's book. He said, uh, here, zero debate. Paisley Underground is boom, boom, boom. You know, four bands, Dream Syndicate, Rain Parade, Three O'Clock, Bangles. But he also adds, you know, because we were part of this, this scene too, and we were at the same shows, I mean, uh, like the term, you know, Paisley Underground adjacent. We can't ignore Green on Red. We can't ignore Long Riders. We can't ignore a lot of the other bands that were playing these shows and at the same time. And but you know, again, right, that, one, that's one why moniker, the, one one small group subset. Okay, that's fine. That's why the word Paisley does it a bit of a disservice because yeah, that the Long Riders don't have any psychedelic influence, right? But but you know, they were. They were in there, so right. And green on red, yeah. definitely more Americana, more rootsy. But I mean, then, then again, I'm you know, rain parade, they, psychedelic, yeah. but they're more like you said. All all of those bands have their own unique sound. Green on red's got a little psychedelic in there too. I mean, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But uh, also, but getting back to, I'm gonna get us back on track with Danny and Dusty. Please, I I just want to point out first off. Dream Syndicate had, must have had an amazing A and R person at the time because, like, A <laughs> and M put out okay, they put out the Medicine Show, then they put out that live EP, mm -hmm. which uh, we should do an episode on that. The Tommy Zavonchik era, I'm obsessed with that guy. And then they, they they put out this this vanity project, for lack of a better word. I mean, that's quite it's quite amazing that A and M put out this Danny and Dusty record. And then I also want to comment: this cover is shot at the Frolic Room on Hollywood Boulevard. Ah. Uh, uh, a bar that is still there yes. uh, near Hollywood and Vine. And um, yeah, I just, I, I always love this, this uh, cover, still do. It's a great picture. Yeah. yeah, it really is. I'd love to see outtakes. You know, there's gotta be tons of outtakes cause like this does not look like a photo shoot. It, it, that's why it's so great, right? right. It's like just there at the bar. I mean, uh, it might've been a photo shoot but they captured a, <laughs> they captured a, a good feeling there with that. It's so I love the cover. I wonder if the, the the guy behind the bar is actually uh, a legitimate bar bartender, or if he got to be, yeah, got to be. Definitely. And they probably were close. They were probably close friends with him. Yeah, hey, Ronnie. Yeah. yeah, my copy has a little bit of scribbling. Oh, it sure does. Steve Wynn, <laughs> and then a nice. little bit on the back. So uh, when we went to see the long ride, oh, the other okay, yeah. yeah. So I had Dennis Duck sign it, and then Tom, Sid, and and Stephen McCarthy had had I had them sign it too. No Chris Kakavez, but um, we need to get Dan back to town. Dan, Dan uh, Stewart, yeah, yeah, no Dan Stewart. Dan played here probably like five years ago at a Cafe Nella, and uh, mm -hmm. it's great, fantastic, and uh, you know. Finally got to meet him in person. His friend Dan is Dan is unbelievable. In fact, I have a I have a good story about a. Uh, I guess I can say this. I, Omnivore wanted to. Uh, sorry, it's a little off topic, but it's talking about green and red. Um, 
Omnivore was interested in, in uh, re-releasing two Bibles, the first record by Green on Red that's really rare, um, the one they put out before they moved to L.A. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it fell through for whatever reason, but but after the, I was there with uh, Greg from Omnivore, and I'm like, I'm going to talk to Dan about, and Jack Watterson was there also, and I'm like, let me talk to these, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a people person. Let me, let me, let me I'll, I'll make this happen. So I went up and brought it up, and Jack just went off. He's just like, why would we do that? There's no money, no promotion, no, blah, 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 you know what? It, I'm just like, and Dan's just laughing because he knows Jack, and he, you know, and then I'm like, don't you want it to exist? Like, you know, just, you know, and then I figured out, and, and I, I really admire this, by the way. They don't, they don't care. They don't, they do, they do not care. Really? <laughs> they just, you know, um, you know, they did the work. They don't, you know. Me, I'm like, yeah, please reissue our work. Um, I'll do anything. Yeah, <laughs> no money. That's fine. Yeah, yeah um, but <laughs> I admire that. Those guys are the real thing, you know. Interesting. That's and, interesting. Uh, yeah. Love them both. Yeah. Yeah. So. so we did reach out to Dan and we asked if he would join us. And he said right now he has no interest in any music topics. So. But um, Dan is great. Love him. Love his attitude. Yeah. <laughs> How about we play some music? Let's play some music. Let's okay. So, Ronnie, um, it looks like your picks are Lost Weekend Heavy. So, um, why don't we start with you? Okay. What, um, do, you, what do you want to play first? Uh, let's, uh, since it's the first song, yeah, let's, uh, I picked, uh, I picked the two epic tracks on the, on the record. So, uh, let's start with Miracle Mile, which uh, I hear a lot of both uh, Danny and Dusty in this song. I hear uh, I, I hear I hear lyrics from both of them in these lyrics, and um, and just I, I don't know. It sounds like a perfect collaboration uh, of the strengths of both of these songwriters in the song to me. All right. Miracle Mile. And when I first heard it, I lived in Houston. I didn't know what Mir I thought Miracle Mile was some heavy, some heavy thing. I I, I didn't realize it was just an area of, of L.A. by where the museums are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's give it a spin. Code name is Sally, that's five foot three. Lives down the alley from my brother and me. Sal's got class, Sal's got style. Sally's got no money on Miracle Mile. Sam the snake play long shoe game. Keeps his woman working in the rain. She took a fall, he lost his last hand. Now I don't know if he's a woman or Dollars on a fill in the fifth. 
she don't deliver, I better get out quick. Herm the germs, a grifter at best. He's got a scar on his face, tattoo on his chest. He's got a gun in his boot, a razor in his sleeve. Cause been sentenced to hell and no one You know what I love? One of the things I really love about this record is that, like, you have the lighthearted stuff, and then they just pin you to the wall with something like this. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's really just a, a epic track. The, the, their vocals, their vocals are on too. Like both both guys are singing their 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 butts off on that one. Yeah, and I love the the duet, um, and most of the songs are like that, right? Where they're feeding off of each other. It's just cool to hear. They're two very distinctive voices popping in. Absolutely. And, I, and I, we didn't mention, but uh, all of the songs are written by both of them, or at least listed by both of them, except for one cover on Lost Weekend. Right. Um, but other than that, they're all co-writes by the two of them. And uh, the one cover is Dylan's Knocking on Heaven's Door, which closes out the record. Before Guns N' Roses did it, by the way. <laughs> 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 the, 
guys would appreciate me pointing that out. I think. Absolutely, they would. <laughs> All right, Ronnie. Knocking on heaven's door is last too, so you know it's kind yeah. of a. It works in that context. I'm not generally a fan of cover songs on on full length records, but no, it works on this one. It works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or in general, right? You're not you're not really a fan of. It. It's not. It's not my. Yeah, it's not general, really my thing. But I mean, ever since you made a couple dollars on uh, kids. Kids in America. This is always. Like, I don't want any part of any cover anymore. This is always. This is always pointed out to me. You know, I. We, because it's a cover song, we really didn't make that many dollars on that. To be oh. honest, I, you know, actually, actually, I, let me, let me, let me, let me retract that because uh, we do get uh, royalties from airplay and stuff. But uh, you know, we didn't get a house though, like Kim Wilde. <laughs> so I. I Anyway, cover song's been very good to me. You're right. I, so I'll, I should shut up. <laughs> no, no, no. I love the opinion. I definitely yeah. love the opinion. I, just, okay. I don't even like pinups by Bowie. You know what I mean? I just, I don't, you know, I don't know. Anyway. No, that's... that's different perfect. podcast. No, no. <laughs> How many times have I said that so far? Yeah, different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're scribbling these down on our little list. Here. I mean, we're, this is episode 97 and we're coming up on 100. So we got to plan for the next 100. So. This is how I get myself invited back, you know, by just <laughs> dangling these things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he already gave us the next idea to review yeah. the, the live dream syndicate one. So we're, yes, we're, nice, don't worry. nice. Don't worry, Barnett. We know you're yeah, not. It, it can be like, you know, yeah, smaller things by the established bands anyway go ahead <laughs> all right so uh, you have a, you also have a pick from the last weekend yeah it's baby we all gotta go down um recently and i want to say it was dan stewart that posted it posted a video of the song and it was perfect and i've been listening to it ever since you know someone posted it online and i've been listening to it a lot but you know i've said many times i'd love Steve Wynn, uh, when he writes a song, I just love the lyrics of it. There's a lot of poetry in it, but I, so I gotta, let me just share this before you play it. So lyrics from the, the song, Samson met Delilah in a bar cause they wanted to bury the hatchet real far. Well, after seven shots, even old Samson was seeing spots. He said, baby, we all gotta go down. I love, I love that part of the song. Let's just play it's a badass song. Baby, we all gotta go down.
wonderful. Yeah. Hey, Stuart's voice is just so hearty, you know, it, it, so I like listening to him sing. And, you know, you just know that, you know, he probably took a swig or something, you know, before starting to sing. <laughs> you know, he's just like, hey, man, we're all going down. Boom. Let's make it a party. And I love, I love everything about the song because it just sounds like one of those ones where like, hey, dude, yeah, let's play this last song. All right, everyone, come on. It has this, there's a vibe to it that. Um, it, that it captures the spirit of the whole project. It does, totally. like, you know what I mean? Like the fun and everything. And you mentioned lyrics. Both of these guys are, are, are two of the best lyricists ever, you know? Um, both of them. I, 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 uh, and to this day, I mean, you know, both of them still work hard. I, I, I'm not name dropping here, but I, I was lucky enough to have dinner with uh, Danny Amos, who co-produced uh, Dan's last record. And he said, what a blast it was working with Dan. But he's like, the only problem is that he came in every day with more song, great songs. Like he, he is just a songwriting machine to this day. So, wow. um, you know, and Steve, as we know, works you know who works harder than steve Wynn? jesus yeah yeah no you know yeah like you said it especially when every it sounds like the whole band is singing right <laughs> when when it gets to the the choruses and definitely towards the end of the song and it sounds like they could be playing at a place like the frolic room like the cover the, the sound of that song it, yeah you're absolutely right it definitely encapsulates what this project is no and, and let's give a credit to paul cutler on the production on that like that's not that, that's not easy to uh to capture and make sound like that so uh whatever he magic he worked he worked the magic on this yeah good point so, good point yeah 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 i like to give the guys behind the scenes some credit that yes <laughs> i love that Absolutely. yeah all right jeff what'd you pick all right so i picked the song that got me into this band um and that was song for the dreamers that was the one that really captured me just the, the feel of the song and um yeah so this song is partly why the long riders and green on red are part of the paisley underground have i mentioned that yet that they're part of how many episodes have you guys done sorry <laughs> all right so it starts off with a, a real cool honky-tonk piano before it actually kicks in and then ronnie i thought you might enjoy this lyric uh one of the lyrics that i really like where he's talking about sarah and he said She's got one eye and a way of talking dirty. That's nice. So, hey, <laughs> a, a one-eyed guy's got to appreciate a song that has. Yeah, me and Jeff, me and Jeff have each have one working eye. So yeah, we can relate. So if that's not a reason <laughs> to pick a song, I don't know what else is. And plus, <laughs> plus he says talking dirty. That's nice and nice and wow. Are the, I've noticed since we've started this podcast. I say nice so many times and well. So she's got, a, she's, got, she's got one eye and a way of talking dirty. That's nice. Song for the dream. Nice. <laughs>
right. Chris Kakavis, secret yeah. weapon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very good point. Um, Can't go wrong with him sprinkling piano on a song. Yes. And what's that little lick from? Oh, yeah. That's like one of those one of those tunes that remind it harkens back to like a fifties tune. But like everyone knows how to play that. Like they go bum 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 Something traditional. Yeah, that's some something traditional. Yeah. So it's cool that they fit that one in there. Yeah. Good call on Chris Kakavez. Absolutely makes a a huge impression on this and the follow-up album too so yeah no i mean great you guys know what a, what a musician chris yeah. kakavis is and uh, but great, great song jeff what a, what a wonderful song that is Beautiful. and a great great song too I'm, I'm, I'm into orders of records too and that's a great second song agreed yeah i was going to mention that too i'm glad that you brought that up so yeah yeah we're we're big on sequencing here. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's t- it's 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 t- it's it's important and it's tough sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, so Ronnie picked another song from the last weekend. I did, and I picked uh, an even more. I'm using the word epic again. Song, uh, which is down to the bone, which mm-hmm. is a, uh, uh, you know, on side two, and uh, 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 I, I know Green on Red did this live. Uh, for a bit uh, so I, I mean I know these songs are, are credited to both guys I, I don't know I mean both guys could have written and Green on Red just did it but uh, uh, I recommend searching out live versions of this too because uh, uh, God it's such it, it, this is a big this is a big piece and uh, again not to repeat myself but but the, the, the mixture of like fun and then just like ones that just get you right hit right right in the gut um this this song i you know yeah i I, it speaks for itself yeah i didn't know that that green and red did versions of that that's i'm definitely gonna have to look that up that that yeah i'm pretty let me clarify myself i'm pretty sure of that (laughs) yeah no no, i I don't think so i think so yeah and it's the last original on this album because they follow it up with knocking on heaven's door that we talked about before. So. Which, which, yeah, not, this is where knocking on heaven's door serves its purpose. Like you have like this really heavy, long uh, track with, with like, you know, amazing, uh, you know, Steve McCarthy, let's give him credit now uh, for, I, I, I assume that's him playing lead guitar. Um, it's gotta be amazing. Yeah. Let's listen to it. So, Yep.
Wow. Okay. But first off, I, I, I want to give the rhythm section a little credit here. First off, Dennis Duck, always amazing, rock solid, great. But Tom Stevens on this song, I, 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 I'm speechless. Tom, Tom is like playing his butt off on this song. Like the, ba the bass is incredible uh, on this song. And, and, and again, we talk about a lot with the switching vocals, but love the part where Steve uh, comes in with his lead vocal part on this too. Um, yeah, just it, it, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, this is it's a great tune. And um, I was as we were listening to it, I was thinking back. Also, uh, you were mentioning Paul B. Cutler's production. It sounds really good. It's just yeah. got a really good feel to it. And for something that was predominantly live, it sounds like there was a few overdubs, but it was predominantly just them laying down these tracks. It just sounds really good. And um, as a bass player, I can see how you would appreciate Tom's. Tom, Tom uh, Tom's amazing. Tom, Tom is, Tom is a, people should talk about his bass playing more because Tom, Tom's great on everything. Uh, I'm not saying that to kiss his ass, Tom. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you can really hear it on that. I mean, Tom, I mean, he's, he's, he's all over the place, but in the pocket as well. It, it's mm -hmm. not, it's, it's not easy to do and it's, it, and not be like obtrusive, you know, um, so, hat, if I had a hat, it would be off right now to Tom Stevens. <laughs> Take that. Tip your hat. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Tom this, <laughs> I totally agree with you, uh, Ronnie, on your observation that these guys, when they write and then perform these songs, it's like starts off one way and then there's like they get under it gets under your skin like it. This song is has a little bit of a haunting quality for me. So when I now that I'm listening to it again, it's like, you know, I didn't expect it. I think it, it, this is where this song, it surprises me from time to time. There's, yeah. something, there's something there that uh, it grabs you. It grabs you and doesn't let you go. It's like- No, I, we said it before, I think, but there's a vibe, there's just a vibe captured uh, of this act. And uh, it's, yeah, it's just, it's wonderful. Very, yeah. Agreed. So we're going to move on to the next record. Yes. So that Ronnie and I both admitted we didn't didn't know when it first came out. Hey, yours looks a little bit different than mine. Oh, mine's in a jewel case. Yeah, yours a ditch. I'll be damned. All Look right. at that. Yeah. So mine also has um, that live uh, of that music machine performance you were talking about. So, there you go. Just I have a copy of it, but it's not in my package. This is just a CD. Okay, all right. Damn it. <laughs> Unsigned at this point. So I've got for now. I've got some concerts yeah. to attend to in the future here. <laughs> so uh back to Steve Wynn's website where he says regarding Cast Iron Soul, which was released in 2007, uh, he puts in the album notes, some things just can't be rushed. Twenty-two years after the release of the last weekend, Steve Wynn and Dan Stewart brought 12 new songs down to Richmond, Virginia and recorded this new record, a uh, different lineup. So they have Johnny Hot from Cutterball, Gutterball, Sparkle Horse, and House of Freaks, um, and Bob Roop from Silos, Cracker, and Gutterball, as well as uh, Stephen McCarthy and Chris Kakavez, who are on the first album. So it's a little bit different lineup, and uh, produced by J.D. Foster. And it says that the first 5,000 CDs came with the DVD of Danny and Dusty at the Music Machine. 
which was whatever. <laughs> yeah, so I've got that one. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So this uh, follow up, I don't know honestly if it's as strong as that first one, in my opinion, but great record nonetheless. It's very different. It's it's yeah. very it, it it it's this is produced more. This does not have a. It's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's it doesn't have the the feel of the first one. Um, and it's probably because you know this band was assembled. I, I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm guessing they were more assembled in the studio, um, and they weren't like knocking around clubs and not thinking about whether they were going to make a record or not, which is probably how Danny Dusty evolved naturally. Mm. Um, so this record is more uh, tightly produced. Uh, it doesn't have a loose feel. Um, there, there, are, there are good songs on here, Absolutely. but um, you know, I, I consider it a very different project, even though it's the two yeah. guys. Yeah, great way to put that. And Soraya, your second yeah. pick comes from this. Yeah, um, it's a song from side B, and it's the third song, and it's called Hold Your Mud. Now, Jeff and I have talked a couple of times that about albums that, uh, you know, side A, you can see where, where it's going. You can see the trajectory, and then you flip to side, to side two or side B, and that's where you start to get some things that are different and hold your mud is one of those different songs for me but it was a song that caught my attention nonetheless and again i go back you know two really great um songwriters but these lyrics are just really good when darkness falls and the fear comes out and your soul's at risk don't care to shout hold your mud i'm like oh the devil's coming for me <laughs> but uh it's just there's imagery in this song that's just really gripping and i like the song so hold your mud when darkness falls and the fear comes out and your soul's at risk don't dare to shout, hold your mud, hold your mud. When your lover screams that you're a fool and you start to tremble and drip that drool, hold your mud, hold your mud. Oh, sweet Jesus, what's the use? Living right, such abuse. Hold your mud, hold your mud.
A fine tune. I like it. Yes. Hold your mud. Hold your mud. <laughs> is that but, the same? I was wondering, is that like um, hold yourself back from throwing mud or what? I wasn't familiar with the saying. It sounds good. I like how it sounds. Oh, no, I, I think they invented it, but it's a saying, it's a saying now. It's a saying. There you go. Hold your mud. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I like this song a lot and it, the the instrumentation, the arrangement, I really, really like. But, you know, Ronnie, now that, now that I heard you say, you know, this is definitely a much more studio produced album. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I just hear it. It's just a lot... The spirit of it is different than last weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a, and like Jeff said, J.D. Foster produced it, and he plays. He's in the band as well. Uh, he's a great musician. But um, you know, I don't know. Again, I, I don't know enough about this record to know if they were actually in the same room recording this, mm. or if, or if it was. You know what I mean? Um, right. And it only came out in Germany too, which is uh, you know, I've got questions about that too. I wonder if they tried to shop it around and, and make this a, a bigger, you know, worldwide project or something, because after this came this, this live one, which is them live in Germany uh, from 2007, same, same year this came out. Um, same record label. This is a healthy, this is a healthy set, 20 songs. Uh, looks like they do all of uh, Lost Weekend except Knocking on Heaven's Door. And, um, you know, yeah, I, I Again, it, it can't we can't get enough of Danny and Dusty getting together and touring? But uh, I, I wish they had, you know, if they toured the, then, uh, mm. you know, we would have all seen them as well. So, right. Yeah. But sometimes uh, I know from being in a band, you get an offer to to go somewhere, and you don't get an offer to go somewhere else. So, I don't know. Yeah, you got to go where the offer. And again, when you got to assemble a band yeah. like that, it's a it's a big band, and you got to assemble the band, and you know, there are all sorts of logistical things but and you're uh, probably living all over the planet <laughs> yeah Literally. exactly but i i do have questions about the second second incarnation of danny and dusty yeah so maybe we can dig deeper and see but, uh, if we can get some guests to come on maybe maybe danny will get a a third or fourth wind someday and uh care about his music again and <laughs> And uh, want to join us, so. or we can get Dusty on here. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think maybe we can talk to Dusty, and maybe Dusty can talk to Danny. You know. And why is he called Dusty? See, we have a lot of we we, we have many questions. Yeah, we've got yeah. we got questions. That's an obvious one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeff, what's your pick? Yeah, so I picked a song that I describe as uh, Tom Petty meets Sweetheart of the Rodeo era, The Birds, and that's the last of the only one. So when I listen to this, I could picture like Petty doing a version of this. And then I also hear a little bit of like that country-ish era of the birds um, where they had a little bit more of that. And uh, certainly the long riders definitely had, uh, were definitely influenced by that era of the birds. So we got Stephen McCarthy in here. Uh, so it could be a little bit of that, but yeah, I just think it's a fun song and a, um, wanted wanted to play it. So last of the only ones. Say what you will, 
about love and pain It ain't gonna help you anyhow Do what you will It's all the same I think you relate to me somehow I've been staring at the sun For far too many years I've come undone It's all too clear I'm the last of the only ones Hedge your bets Take it slow Someone's waiting in the wings Turn it on And steal the show It don't really mean a thing Awesome. That's one of my favorite tracks on here too. Yeah. S simple, beautiful. Yeah. You know. It, it has great, a feel singing. to me where it could have gone on the last weekend, but it would have sounded different if it was on mm -hmm. there. But but as far mm -hmm. as arrangement, uh, it feels like it's it it's from that era. Production wise, no, no. Uh, it would have sounded, uh, I think, a little bit more raw, maybe a, a little bit more honky tonkish. Yeah. And it already does, but I think. With that production but anyways so yeah. songwriting yeah very dylan-esque i mean just a great yeah great song and and i didn't get you know I'm, i know i'm out of picks but i just want to say my favorite song on this record is warren oates um, uh -huh. and that's all 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another great track. Yeah. Yeah. Not trying to get another pick, you guys. No, 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 no. Are you kidding around? You can get anything you want. <laughs> you get it. Oh, me. Oh, my. Love the bitch. Don't want to die. Since we're, since we're basically talking about it, can we talk about Stephen McCarthy for a second and what a great yes. musician he is? Um, in addition to being an amazing guitar player, he plays pedal steel and stuff on these records. Um, I just, I love his songwriting uh, and I, I find it criminal that he, there's never been a Steve McCarthy solo record. Um, I know he had a band, uh, I'm a little off topic here, but um, I know he had a band after the Long Riders that knocked around LA a little bit called Walker Stories um, that I missed because they didn't last too long. But I mean, uh, just, I just love, I love his voice. I, I love, I, Steven, I love you. And uh, I just, I want, I would love to hear more Stephen McCarthy. That's all. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause, and Soraya and I totally agree with you there. Um, the Long Riders released a new single, what, at the beginning of September, uh, mm-hmm. Down to the Well, and it's a Stephen McCarthy track. Yes. And um, yeah, oh. it proves everything Everything you just said. Exactly. Yeah. It underlines it, emphasizes it, the whole thing. And, and oh, God. He's yeah. so I good. Need to, I need to listen to that. I, I, haven't, I haven't, when things are digital only, I, I tend to like not find them. I'm um, exactly the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took somebody uh, pointing it out to me a couple days later. Like, how much do you love that Long Rider song? I'm like, where's the vinyl? Where's the CD? <laughs> no, 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 Bandcamp only. Okay. Right. Oh, oh, check it out, Jeff. Check it out. I'm, I'm glad I did. Yeah. So. I don't have a real computer, you know, so I don't, I, don't, I don't download. I don't listen to things on this little iPad, you know, so. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's just me. But, but I, that, that said, I'm going to find this track and listen to it on my little iPad. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> and Jeff, I think we need to piggyback on what Ronnie said that he loves Stephen McCarthy. We do too. And we've been trying to get him on the show. We've oh, been yeah. yeah. Well, as you guys have learned, some people like to talk, you know, some people say yes to everything like me. And then some people just don't want to talk, you know, some people just aren't, yeah. shouldn't. But see, so. like, but see, you, you bring up a good point. Stephen McCarthy, I think it's, it, I think sometimes as, as my students, say sometimes people sleep on Stephen McCarthy they don't know the entirety of how how much he really contributes and how valuable he becomes on these records that he plays on um so we've we've had two long riders slowly <laughs> hopefully we've yeah. had two bangles maybe with you. <laughs> yeah we'll work, no. we'll work our way up but Stephen McCarthy we love you too we do. You should uh, you should have Tom on again just to talk about his whole career because he's got a whole career before the Long Riders. I know, which is, which is astounding. Tom, Tom's a Tom's a Tom's become one of my close friends. Yeah, he's he's Tom's Tom's got some great he's got some great stories and experiences. So he's super prolific too. Jeff, yeah. I, I think Ronnie's given us a few great ideas today. Tom, Tom was playing in a band in like 1975. You know, they had their own van and and you know they were called Magi and they. They recorded, but never came out. You know, Tom recorded "Kiss Jeff" live at a show in like late '74. Like, what? Yes, there's an audience recording that like Kiss fans have found now, but it was recorded by Tom Stevens. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna have to. Anyway, change. I'm gonna have to change hats now. <laughs> I could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could. 
I could do a whole podcast talking about Tom Stevens, but yes, yes, <laughs> let's do that. Let's do oh, that. Let's do that. Let's bring Ronnie and Tom. <laughs> and let Sounds good to me. Gush about Sounds me. good to me. Yeah. Um, Gosh. But Danny and Dusty, what a great project! Uh, glad it exists. I mean, um, you know, okay. we're yeah. So I'm going to ask both of you then a question. If uh, any of our listeners have never ever picked up a Danny and Dusty recording, which and they can only invest in one, which is the one, Ronnie? Oh uh, well, you know, last weekend, uh, of course, and it's a. Uh, it's going to be the easier one to find too. I mean, uh, True. even this day and age, um, you know, it, it was, it was well distributed. Um, again, I said it before, but it's amazing. This thing came out on A&M, um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, for, for a major label to, to get behind a project like that, you know, it's special. So I know, uh, Dream Syndicate had a, in retrospect, I guess it's a brief two or three year run on A&M, but, uh, as far as I can tell, a was, was very good to them. They, they, they indulged them. They, you know, they let them spend a lot of money on medicine show and, and, you know, have a big producer and, you know, for, for what it's worth, they, 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 they had a good, they had a good run there. That's awesome. Yeah, no, yeah. I totally agree. Jeff, what about you? Which one? Yeah. Ronnie's not wrong. It's absolutely the last weekend. And, and of course it's proof that the long riders, and green on red belong in the Paisley Underground. Hey, hey, Ronnie, had you heard Jeff say that before? <laughs> I, if, if, if I have, I've started blocking it out at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no, but I to and I totally agree with the two of you. The spirit of Danny and Dusty of that project and. I, it's it's encapsulated in last weekend. Now, Ronnie, the live recording that you had yes. of that Germany show was yes. was that? I mean, how did you come across that? Um, I mean, just just searching it out, just like I found the other one, just like. So which oh, one is harder to find? Um, you know, that one both, or Cast Iron? Both. Are they both on the same label, Jeff? Did you say that? Yes. Yeah, they are. New Rose. Oh, uh, they're both on the same label. New Rose. They're both they're both German only, um, yeah. you know, for whatever reason. I mean, these things should be worldwide yeah. distributed. I will, I will say something that's really curious is, um, give me a quick second. I wanted to confirm this before I said anything. <laughs> uh, you know, God, God forbid. You can say it and just do the disclaimer after like I do. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good point there yeah how many inaccuracies have i had already on our podcast <laughs> well just today's, um, <laughs> yeah, just today's. Exactly. Uh, something that's really curious is on if you look on streaming for example on itunes cast iron soul shows up but not last weekend oh so i but i haven't wow. done the deep dive through Spotify, that, Pandora. No, that, you know what? That that gets to uh, A and M is now owned by Universal, and Universal doesn't care about this kind of stuff. There you um, go. Uh, Universal owns so many major labels in their back catalogs at this point. This is another podcast. Um, uh, yeah, so they don't they don't give a care to be nicely rep, put about it about uh, you know the Standing Dusty record from '85. Um, so. 
So they said that, huh. that's why that's why the smaller, you know, major labels versus smaller label. A smaller label is more attentive to that kind of thing. Uh-huh. You know, getting it on getting it on the streaming platforms than than yeah the the lost weekend is just swallowed up in the in the machine well that's why like the the only cd version i believe is an import uh, yeah i think so i don't i don't have lost weekend on cd and i think that's why like i think it's i think it's an import only and now and very expensive now so yeah i don't have that either just the yeah vinyl anybody out there me and jeff need the cd or, or especially me jeff's a vinyl only but i okay i need the cd of lost weekend folks and if you have two, I'll take your second <laughs> copy. Well, okay. And if you have three, just let us know. Yeah. And we there you can go. reach there at paisleystateRNR <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Watch, someone's going to go, I got three copies. How much you No, want? please, please. We should, we should do a whole podcast on, the, on our wants. Yes. Oh, dude. Our Paisley related wants. That, that could be like a big old series <laughs> once a month. What do you want? Yeah. Uh, Jones and yeah. yeah. The import copy of Twenty Eighth Day that has the extra two songs. Yeah. Exactly. I finally I finally found one of those, by the way. So yeah. where? <laughs> uh on, 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 I bought it through Discogs. Yeah, that's a great one too. We're gonna have to talk to Barbara someday. You should do Twenty Eighth Day. Talk to uh talk to the other guys too. Yeah, yeah. Call. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Twenty Eighth sure. uh, Day is a great Paisley adjacent band. Yeah. And just a quick side story. I don't know, Ronnie, if you knew that I, uh, in my 12th grade class, I was taught by Barbara's dad, Rip Manning. So yeah, Barbara Manning of 28th Day's father taught me civics in my senior year of high school. And he used to always brag. He'd bring in the record and say, he would say, this is my daughter's band, 28th Day. And we said, what's, what's 28th Day? And he's like, well, just think of a woman's cycle. And I was like, okay. Ooh, I never knew that. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. That's what he said. It might, it probably is. I I, I love that it record is. there. Wow, Rip Manning story. This yes. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so Soraya, that's something that we're gonna have to bring Ronnie back for. Talk, it's always it's always ah. fun having Ronnie Barnett on this show. Thanks for having me back, yeah. you guys. And I'm Ooh. out of it's always fun. I'm out of hats, so I think we gotta we've gotta call it a show. Pull you up. got your, you got your Kangle on there. This is, I feel like I'm in Jackie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. We stay an extra three minutes. He's gonna go into Mama said knock you out. <laughs> please, please then. Please no. Uh, All right, Ronnie. Thanks for coming back. I miss you, buddy. Yeah, I miss you too. Uh, uh, you know we're uh, we should. Uh, there are safe ways to kind of interact safer ways to interact that we know of these days so yeah we can have a distance record shop or something or yes yeah that goes for both of you oh i get invited you get invited too so you get oh my living one you get invited too soraya yeah okay i'll bring him we can eat on a patio somewhere yeah 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 so i've done it once it was a little weird but i did it i survived so yeah i'm getting slowly I, no, no, I get it. Look, uh, the, you know, be safe. I mean, I've, I flew an airplane. I, I you know, I, I'm okay. So. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad. You know, we're all we're all aware to be safe. So you know, I don't know. That helps, I think. But. 
not to get heavy at the end of this pot yeah (laughs) no 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 and i before we go i wanted to say happy birthday to soraya so we're recording this a couple days before soraya's birthday and it'll be posted a couple days after her birthday so soraya happy birthday we don't have we don't ronnie and i didn't put together the package that we put together last year for you It's been a weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, happy birthday. All our all our pandemic birthdays have been weird, right? Let's face it. It's bizarre. But you know what? I didn't think about it until just now that Ronnie Barnett was here one year ago to celebrate my birthday as well. Yeah, so that's right. Thank you both very, very much. Yeah. Uh, pandemic birthdays kind of suck. So you know what? Yeah. You know what? That video from last year is so good. Let's just rerun it right now. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> perfect oh my god all but, right ronnie do you have all a right, sign you guys. for us for danny and dusty something that you could tell our listeners so you'll end with more great wisdom than what you've already distributed in this last hour yeah i hope i mean thanks for asking me i i didn't you know i i didn't consider myself an expert on danny and dusty but i'm proud to talk about it because i love them so much so that's why i'm glad to be here but but yeah, if I screwed up any uh, anything I said, uh, sorry, fellas. But uh, <laughs> God, love Danny and Dusty, and I'm glad it, I'm glad it exists in the world. And uh, you know, thanks. And now now you guys can talk about me. <laughs> we love you, Ronnie Barnett. Yes. <laughs> love you too. Love All right, you. take All care. Right. All right, be nice. <laughs> yes, we? we'll try. <laughs> You talk dirty, real nice. <laughs> that you know, one like it. <laughs> and hearing it sung, it's just so cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, was a fun song. You know what, Jeff, this, this was, um, I think this was a great choice to focus on, Danny and Dusty. Um, we've talked about it before, especially with side projects and things. Um, first of all, you know, you and I, uh, see the 10 gallon hat comes back. You and I have talked before about how it seems like Steve Wynn is just constantly creating, thinking, and um, coming up with projects. And this is one that's really one not to be missed. It's, it just shows, you know, for Dan Stewart, for Steve Wynn, just in the whole other side. And it's, really fun last weekend is a really fun album to listen to i mean ronnie's right though he's right last weekend it can sneak up on you where like it goes one way and then like boom um and i think it's just a testament to one they're great musicians two really strong vocalists and three amazing lyricists so you know this is it this ain't no frivolous vanity project this is really something substantial. Absolutely, yeah. And these records are so much fun to listen to. Yeah, so I, I can't disagree with Ronnie at all. Uh, right. That was That is the record to get. And um, if you can get your hands on it, definitely grab Cast Iron Soul, too. And yeah, I- well, at least, you know, it's nice to know Cast Iron Soul is available through a streaming platform, so you don't have to, like, really kind of beat down a lot of different paths to get it but last weekend it, it's uh, it's a good vibe good record good listen yep yep 
And uh, as Ronnie mentioned, he, he, he knows we're going to talk about him when he leaves. So can I just say that this pandemic hasn't been bad on Ronnie at all? That guy is looking hot. Well, look, how much more can you perfect Ronnie Barnett? I don't know. <laughs> That, that is that first of all one of the nicest guys around but two smart dude and fun to have around and hot as hell hot as hell and, and i'll add a ps and he likes magic <laughs> yes don't get don't get much better than that no miss no, no, julie no. miss julie yeah a lucky woman and mr ronnie is a lucky man uh, indeed indeed yeah yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad that we, in all seriousness, had Ronnie on because he brought up some great points about yeah. the rhythm section, about Dennis Duck, about Tom Stevens, about Chris Cacavez. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and I think he brought up a great point. I think Stephen McCarthy is someone that deserves much more focus than he gets. And, you know, Steve Wynn has you know, even on our podcast, he's talked about, you know, uh, Stephen McCarthy and, you know, um, the impact he had, especially on this last Dream Syndicate album. Yes. Um, yes. I think a lot of people sleep on Stephen McCarthy, but I think hopefully we'll keep, you know, kindly, not stalkery way. We'll chase him down and get him on the show one time. I'm willing to get a little bit stalkery. No, just no. Okay. Don't use those words. Okay. How about I will be, I will be dedicated. <laughs> just don't use the word stalker because then he's really going to stay away from us. All right, and plus I don't have that much energy, really. <laughs> so, but um, we would we honestly we'd love to have him on the show. Yeah. 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 So. so we just like Ronnie Barnett, we love you too, Stephen McCarthy. Yes, we do. Oh man. Yeah, but great points, and I always love having Ronnie on. He brings a lot to the table, and I'm grateful yes. for himself. Yep, yep, yep. Jeff, since we've returned to the original hat. Full circle. Full circle. Then I say, gente, agrubiar. Groove on, Paisley people. See you down the road.
Lucky.